everyone. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, CBTPFL. It's Wednesday. It is July 13th. It is 2022. We have nine baseball games to talk about here on the main slate. Uh, we're just going to talk main slate like we normally do here on Wednesdays when it's all split up. But uh, joined today by TJ. TJ, what's happening, my friend? Doing pretty well. Been uh, having some fun but disappointing baseball sweats lately. Been a couple 1v1s, 2v2s off of some big money. But I uh, got a chance to record the uh, food, uh, food for Thought pod with Luch and Will the other day and uh, got to talk some football. So that was a lot of fun. And I'm ready, ready for football to start. And as long as these sweats continue for baseball, uh, I'm excited about that too. There you go. Um, those dudes are, are fun, uh, Luch and Will. Frequent guests and hosts. Luch hosts all the time for me when I need some time off. So. We had a 92-minute pod discussing the NFC South. Nice. Um, I probably won't listen to that one. That's that's my my attention span is about an hour. Like the takeaway is you want to bet on. So I'm a Saints fan, right? So it's you, you have to take it with a grain of salt. But we all came to the same conclusion after looking through the data, including Chief, who's a Panthers fan, that uh, we want the Saints. They, you can take over eight wins with the juice. You can take over eight and a half wins uh, straight up. They should still have a top five defense. There's one more game in the season than there, than there used to be. And the last time the Saints won less than seven games in the season was 0-3. Uh, it's, uh, it feels like a pretty good bet with how bad Atlanta and, and Carolina should be this year. Yeah, I mean, I... I just started doing some best balls. Um, obviously, like the Scott Fishbowl um, got me all pumped up and ready to go for for football season. So I've been digging into a lot of football stuff here recently. But so, Michael Thomas in the fifth round is one of the best buys you can get right now. I like my team. So, I mean, I've been doing the Scott Fishbowl, I think, since season three or four. Um, and the one thing that I've noticed is, like, you have to be different to have a chance. Um so, I mean, most of the time we, so I did the Orlando live draft. It was, it was really cool. Uh, met a lot of cool people and we did our first 10 rounds online this year or um, in, on in person. So that was uh that was a ton of fun. And uh, my team, I would say is very different than most Scott fishbowl teams you're going to see. So uh, my first yeah. three picks were Kelsey, Jamar Chase and Saquon Barkley. So. And I got Alvin Kamara in the fourth, Mr. Saints fan. So I hope he is like, I hope it's like three games instead of six. <laughs> so. The thing is, like, even if it's six, that just means he's going to be super fresh for the stretch when you need him. Like, I don't – when it's a running back, I really don't mind that because you're kind of banking for the for a running back to miss a few games anyways. And so I'd rather my guys be going full force at the end of the year anyway. Yeah, I mean, I got Barkley and Hall, um, Brees Hall. So, like, I have two guys that I can start the first – few weeks so anyway let's uh let's jump into some baseball let's talk some baseball we get started here with cincinnati at new york facing the yankees nine total in this game the yankees are anywhere from a 315 to a 350 favorite here mike minor going up against severino any interest here in minor going into new york facing the yankees not even a little bit yeah i mean this is a simple fade for me Miner is a guy that has just completely struggled with righties this year. Maybe a spot that like 
I leave Rizzo out of my Yankee stacks where I do usually like playing him lefty lefty, but minor has kind of been death to lefties. He does give a ton of fly balls to lefty. So maybe you do play Rizzo, but um, yeah, no interest for me in minor. And then, I mean, Severino, he's 9,200. He's a huge favorite. He's been pitching. Okay. He, you know, his pitch count's been down, but he just, I mean, he consistently throws six innings almost every start. So I think he's one of the, one of the top options today. We're going to talk about a few guys that have really big ceilings, but I think Severino is just kind of in that range where he he's, he's solid. Yeah. I'm with you there. And Severino puts up maybe not the same upside, but provides very good upside for a pretty big discount on some of the other pitchers we have on the slate. So on drafting specifically, I have a lot less interest in Severino because the most expensive pitcher is Shane McClanahan at 10 K and Severino is 9,200. It's only an 8 K 800 difference. And we got Shohei Otani less than he is on FanDuel. It's a totally different story because Shane McClanahan is $11,500 there. Zach Wheeler's 10-6, Shohei Otani's 10-5, Musgrove 10-4, Gonsolin 10-2. And you have Luis Severino all the way down at 9,300. So I borderline say on FanDuel, uh, Severino's in the cash uh, consideration. All right, let's talk bats here. Um, Any entrance in the Cincinnati bats? Not in particular, no. Yeah, I don't really have interest in... The Reds bats. I mean, if I was going to play anybody, it would be like a Votto or a Tyler Nyquen here. Um, those would be the two guys that I think, like, if you want to take shots on, you could play those guys. And then on the Yankee side of things, I mean, I love the Yankees here. Um, Judge got the day off. I expect him and Stanton to be in the lineup. They probably give um, Carpenter the day off here against um, Miners. So, Torres, Stanton, Judge, Donaldson, LeMahieu, Hicks, if he's in the lineup, Trevino, if he's catching, um, really any of these guys. I think the Yankees are a top stack on the slip. Yeah, I agree. They're probably going to have the highest total outside of Coors and maybe even including Coors um, because, you know, we got Musgrove pitching for uh, San Diego and who's up for Colorado here. So I'm assuming San Diego is going to have the highest total on the slate. New York's probably going to come in second. And I definitely think they're one of the top stacks with those righties, just like you said, um, guys like Donaldson and Torres can help you save salary. You've spent up for judge and Stanton. I think they're in a great spot here. I don't think we're going to get any Aaron Hicks because he uh, got hurt on uh, Tuesday night. Um, and so I'm assuming he's going to be out of the lineup. He got pulled from that game, but um, I love the righties in this New York lineup. If Hicks sits, um, you know, this might be one of those spots where we get a cheap Yankee bat playing. So watch for that. Yes. Corey Seager just hit a dinger. The Spidey bomb hit a home run in the bottom of the ninth inning. Just like I said before we were uh, starting the podcast that I needed them to do. There you go. I need Syndergaard to get some strikeouts. That's what I need. Um, Philadelphia at Toronto is where we go next. No total in this game. I mean, it sounds like it's going to be Wheeler and Stripling pitching here, but I think it's more of a question mark if it's going to be Stripling or someone else here. Um, any interest in Zach Wheeler going up against Toronto? 
I think it's going to depend for me on the lineup we get from Toronto. Probably not. Wheeler's great, but there's so many phenomenal pitching options on tonight's slate that I don't think I want to go to a guy that's facing the Blue Jays. Yeah, I want to see his ownership. I think if he's low-owned here, this guy's elite against right-handed hitters, and this is a very right-handed heavy lineup. And while they are very good right-handed hitters, um, I think Wheeler has the ceiling to dominate in this matchup so my my biggest concern and we talked about this on the podcast yesterday but real muto because of the restricted list and not being fully vaccinated couldn't go into toronto that takes his catcher away and i think that hurts him a little bit um but i do think depending on the ownership wheeler is someone we could potentially look at here ross stripling other side of this game do you have any interest in stripling here He's somewhat interesting, I think, just because it's a watered-down lineup. Uh, Looking at FanDuel here today, he's 7,100. And depending on the weather we get in Chicago, I think maybe Justin Steele is is in play. But other than that, I think Stripling is the only uh, guy on the lower tier here in FanDuel that's somewhat in play. We've seen him get a bit closer to the 100-pitch range. but I don't think it's like, I think we're going to have too many pitchers up top here uh, that are just a little bit too strong for us to want to pay for somebody like Stripling who doesn't have the highest ceiling on DraftKings, He's 6,500. The only one below him, I think I'd have any interest in playing would be Blackburn, maybe Savali just cause he's so damn cheap, but I don't think so. The white Sox are finally starting to hit again. So if I'm playing 150, maybe he's in the pool, but I'm not excited about it. There's just too many high upside pitchers up top. I don't think I play stripling today. Um, I think he's a terrible option, but probably just not going to make the list for me. Um, I will say, like, I mean, they're going to be without a couple of their bats here. You know, no Romuto and um, no Alec Bohm. They're both restricted. It's not your typical lineup here for philadelphia uh any interest in the philly bats i always have interesting kyle schwarber as a one-off anytime he's facing a righty and nick castellanos is still too cheap but other than that i don't have interest in them as a full stack except actually now that i think about it um we're talking about wanting to pay up double at pitcher today this is probably a team that we can get a lot of value for so that we can double pay up. It's not exactly exciting, but if you all of a sudden want to add uh, Bryson Stott and Odubel Herrera into a lineup with Derek Hall, DD Gregorius, and your one spend up is, uh, let's say, uh, Kyle Schwarber here on DraftKings. If I, if I pay up for double barrel pitcher, that leaves me with, say, I go... Otani and McClanahan that leaves me with just under 4k a player so it's definitely a team that you can get some decent bats mixed in with some cheap bats on on route to uh double barreling at pitcher on on DraftKings Toronto side I mean I don't have a ton of interest in Toronto against Wheeler he's he's very good against righties you'd be trying to you know kind of nail like a one-off um home run but I think Toronto is going to stay on the shelf for me today yeah, I agree with you. I If you're running 150 lineups, I don't think you ever want to X out 
Vladimir Guerrero and uh, George Springer from your player pool. But uh, if I'm just making a few lineups and they're, they're not a team I'm going to be touching. All right. Um, White Sox and Guardians is the next one that we have here. It's an eight and a half total. It's a pick em game. Um, some places have White Sox minus 120. Giolito against Aaron Savilli. Um, any interest here in Lucas Giolito? His price is definitely appealing on uh, DraftKings, especially where he's 7,900. FanDuel, he's priced up a little bit more at 91. On DraftKings, I think he's definitely in the pool. Um, Cleveland is not a high strikeout lineup, like I mistakenly said the last time I was on the pod with you. But now that they got guys like Fran Mil Reyes back in there, there are some higher strikeout guys in the lineup. So he's definitely going to give up a few runs, um, but I do think he's somewhat interesting on DraftKings. However, on both sites, there's a pitcher right around his price tag that I think is a, is a phenomenal tournament pivot. He's cheap for his type of ceiling. Um, and he's had kind of reverse splits for strikeouts this season with a much bigger strikeout rate against lefties and righties. So they're going to throw a lot of lefties at him. They're a low strikeout team. It's a boom bust spot, but at 7,900, if you're playing multiple teams here, I think you have to at least consider playing him. Aaron Savilli on the other side of this game struggles with hard contact and power to both sides of the plates. I don't have a, any interest in Savilli here, even at 5,400. No, I'm with you. There's uh I would rather, I think Giolito and uh, somebody right below him here is going to be as low as I pay down on uh, this slate. Um, Although if we, like, we got Alvarez out, so, I mean, not to bear the lead, but um, the, uh, oh, sorry, that's uh, Otani. Um, depending on the Texas lineup is what I want to say. Paul Blackburn on DraftKings might be a little bit interesting, but we'll get there. All right, Bats here, any interest in the White Sox? Yeah, I think so. Uh, Savali doesn't really strike anybody out. The White Sox have disappointed everybody over the last few weeks, and they're finally starting to hit the ball a little bit better. They're getting healthy. We got Moncada incredibly cheap in a who's been getting good lead off, uh, good lineup positions lately, sometimes even leadoff. None of these guys are that expensive. Uh, Jimenez at 3,700 on DraftKings is just going to be one of the best values you can find. Um, Gavin Sheets, if he's in the lineup, if he's batting fifth again, he's going to be one of my favorite value options on the slates. And then Luis Robert at 5,200 on DraftKings is just simply too cheap for a player of his caliber. He's priced a much better on FanDuel where he's the most expensive outfielder uh, up there with Judge and Schwarber. That's kind of where he should be. Um, on FanDuel, he's more of a deep field tournament flyer, but on DraftKings where he's that cheap, I really like uh, him and this entire White Sox team. Yeah, I like the White Sox today. Like I said, Sevilla is someone that struggles with power and home runs. Um to both sides of the plate. So I think this is a good spot. Um, he's a guy that can give up multiple home runs in the game and a lot of runs in the game. So I do like the White Sox here. And then, I mean, I don't have a ton of interest in the Indians. I think you can play Jose Ramirez anytime that you want. If Naylor's in there, I think you play him anytime that you want. But overall, I mean, I, I don't think I want to stack against Lucas Giolito. Yeah, I think Jose Ramirez will make for one of the better tournament hitters on the slates, but uh, I don't have a lot of interest in the stack here. 
if I'm running 150, I will definitely include stacks of Naylor and Ramirez and and um, Reyes as kind of mini stacks, but definitely not a top tier target for me. All right, so we got Boston at Tampa Bay, Winchowski against McClanahan, uh, Chris Sale, really good season debut on um, Tuesday night. So it was good to see as a Red Sox fan. This game has a seven total. The Rays are a 170 favorites. Um, any interest here in Winchowski? No, no, not at all. I mean, this might be Homer, but I think I actually have a little interest in him um, today. He's under 7K. He is someone that like profiles as decent strikeout stuff, even though he really hasn't shown it um, in the bigs yet. But and Tampa is such a high strikeout team with low walks. They're missing a couple of their big bats in that lineup right now. I think he might be playable at 6,500 um, if, if we need some value. But I said this yesterday. I'm going to say it again today. I'm going to spend up at pitcher as much as I possibly can. Um, I, I think that's just where it's at. So speaking of spending up a pitcher, the other side of this game, we got McClanahan and as good as the Red Sox are against left-handed pitching, the dude leads the majors in strikeouts this season. He has a 36% K rate with a 16 and a half percent swinging strike rate. He's just a strikeout machine over eight strikeouts in six of his last seven starts. Um, when we're looking for ceiling, even in a tough matchup against the Red Sox, I think McClanahan's at the top of the list ceiling wise. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, he averages four more fantasy points a game than any other pitcher on this slate. He's uh, the top upside option without a doubt. On FanDuel, he's definitely reasonable to fade. But on DraftKings, it's going to be very hard to get away from McClanahan. And I think he's going to be my top guy on the board. Um, I mean, do you have any interest in the Red Sox bats here? No, no. Not for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Um, I mean, I expect JD back in there. Trevor's story is like a home runner strikeout, but I mean, McClanahan is not even giving up a ton of power to righties. So I think I'm going to pass today, especially this game being in Tampa. Um, and then, I mean, as far as the Rays go, I mean, I could see maybe some one-offs here. Oh, and I forgot to mention that like story might not even play, um, in this game. He got, um, he left the game Tuesday early. I think it was um, a hand or something. So he might not even play. So that takes out one of their power righties. Uh, Paradis, I think, for Tampa is in play here at 4,500. This guy has just been hitting and hitting and hitting and then hitting some more. Um, what are your thoughts here on Tampa overall? A mild amount of interest in them, but they're not uh, going to be one of my top targets. Yeah, I think that's kind of where I'm at. I don't think they're a top target for me today. I mean, I don't mind maybe some one-offs, but yeah. I mean, when Chelsea... I mean, it depends on the lineup too. Like if we get Josh uh, Lau low leading off again, then maybe that's somewhat interesting. G-Man Choi is really cheap. Harold Ramirez is really cheap. So they kind of fit into me like Philly as one of those teams that if I'm paying up double barrel, then maybe I want to... Uh, stack this team just for savings but they're definitely not super appealing i mean one of the reasons that i kind of have interest in winchowski not only because he generates so much soft contact but the rays profile terrible against sinkers and this guy is just going to throw 50 to 60 percent sinkers in any matchup so just 
throwing that out there. All right. Yeah, got, he's he's yeah. he's definitely not worth dismissing as quickly as I dismissed him, but I definitely think m- most of my lineups are going to be uh, centering around two ace pitchers. All right, Dodgers and Cardinals, eight total in this one. Dodgers a one fifty favorite. Gonzalez against Wainwrights. Uh, any interest here in Tony Gonzalez? I kind of just wish this game wasn't on the slate, like. Gonsolin's somewhat interesting on DraftKings. Wainwright's incredibly cheap for a player of his caliber, but I don't think I want to play either of them. Same thing with the bats on this game. It's like both could do well theoretically because there are some solid batters in the offense, but I don't really want to target either of these pitchers. So uh, this whole game is kind of near a scratch off for me, unless we get something like the Dodgers picking up no ownership. Yeah, I I think for me, um, I'm with you. The Cardinals don't strike out a ton, and I think that kind of hurts Gonzalez at 9,400. And then on the flip side, Wainwright against one of the best offenses in baseball is, is tough, tough to justify. We have two of the lower strikeout teams um, against right-handed pitching this season facing off here they're both bottom 10 and strikeouts so i for me i just don't see playing either one of these pitchers i mean you can always make a case for a dodgers stack against wainwright because it is going to be hot in st louis but at these prices they're going to have to crush um for them to get there today yeah i'm with you there it's if, if we see them just not being played at all by the field, they'll have some interest in tournaments. But other than that, I just kind of want to scratch off the whole game. Yeah, I don't have any interest in the St. Louis bats of this game. Um, I mean, if I was going to play anybody, it'd be Goldschmidt, Arnado, and throw in a third piece and make a three-man. But probably going to hope this game stays low-scoring. Uh, Baltimore at Chicago taking on the Cubs. No total night before because um, it is Wrigley and you never know what you're going to get. Uh, let me pull up really quick and see what the early forecast is. We have Watkins against Steel facing off in this one. Um, so it looks like the wind in this one is going to be blowing in at about 10 miles an hour, um, which is interesting. Do you have any interest here in Spencer Watkins? Watkins, I don't have any interest in whatsoever. Steel on FanDuel, where he's 7,600. If the wind is blowing in, I will have some interest in him there. I actually kind of like Watkins at 5K. I think he's potentially a punt play. He has been pitching a lot better here recently. Um, No home runs in four straight games. And he's done it against some decent offenses. The The Cubs are a team that, as long as he can, can kind of control the walks here, he can pitch well. If the wind's blowing in, I don't hate looking at a 5K pitcher. Um, man, you mentioned Steele being cheap on Fandle. He is anything but cheap on DraftKings at 9,200. It's like randomly, hey, we know the weather is going to be very favorable for pitchers today. Um I mean, I think he is the first pitcher to cross off your list on DraftKings. Yeah, I think the price is just too high. Um, 
his strikeout stuff has been better recently. The walks um, could be helped here by a Baltimore team that doesn't walk a ton. So if you're playing a bunch of teams, maybe you take some shots on him. If the wind is going to be like this, um, check weather edge, check with, see what Roth has to say as far as the wind goes. But right now it looks like it's going to be a very pitcher friendly wind. Um, do you have any interest in Baltimore bats? Not overly if we get a little bit of a different take on the wind tomorrow maybe i'll have some interest in these righties but uh if the wind's blowing in this is that's not a team i'm going to be targeting yeah if the wind's blowing in i don't really have a ton of interest if it's not mount castle hayes would be the two guys mancini that i'd be looking at here um and then on the cub side depending on the wind if the wind is blowing in probably not stacking um if it's blowing anything else besides in like power righties is what sammy walk spencer Watkins has um struggled with this year yeah and i mean sammy Watkins would probably struggle even more pitching in major league baseball than spencer Watkins would yeah that is true um see football in the brain there you go there it is it's almost nfl time yeah, if the if we get even just like moderate neutral wins in this game, I will have some interest in the Chicago Bats, Contreras, Wisdom, Hap, whole crew. Um, Suzuki's back in the lineup now. I think they'll be definitely an interesting tournament stack. Not a top of the board team like the Yankees or the Coors Bats, but uh, I definitely think they're interesting for tournaments. Oakland at Texas is where we go next this has been a fun series so far this game has a seven and a half total today and the rangers are a 190 favorite we have blackburn going up against john gray any interest here in blackburn a little bit of interest in blackburn on DraftKings. no interest in blackburn on FanDuel. Um, he's just 6,100 is too cheap for a pitcher of his caliber. This is a guy that his fastball has gotten much better and quicker this year. There are games that he gets blown up for sure. Like, uh, the last time he faced Houston and previously against Seattle, but he also has the ability to put up big scores against that same Seattle team against the Yankees, against the Red Sox, bigs, big scores that you won't uh, that you won't typically be able to see from a pitcher at that price. So Blackburn on DraftKings, I do have some interest in. And then John Gray on the other side of this game facing Oakland. That's going to be my favorite tournament SP2 on on, uh, on DraftKings. If he, I'm hoping that Giolito is going to be the one that picks up ownership and not John Gray so that I can load up on John Gray. And then on FanDuel where he he's really one of the cheapest pitchers I'm comfortable with. He's 300 cheaper than Severino, 100 cheaper than Giolito. So my hope is that we see a lot of the ownership gravitate to Severino and Giolito, and then I can load up on Gray in tournaments. But that 9K range on FanDuel, and then uh, that's going to be some of my favorite ranges to stay in for tournaments. And then John Gray, love him as an SP2 on DK, and Paul Blackburn is a great value pitcher. John Gray is going to be chalky today. Um Big strikeout stuff. We, we're starting to see like the strikeout stuff that we saw early in his career come back here. Um, love John Gray today. He's one of my favorite pitchers. And like I said, I expect him to be chalky facing the worst offense in baseball. So um, I don't have a ton of interest, really any interest in the Oakland bats. Is there anything standing out to you here? No, not at all. Um. 
And then the Texas side, I mean, I can – Corey Seager is the hottest hitter in baseball right now. Um, and we'd be we'd be silly not to mention him. I think, what is it, five straight, six out of his last seven games he's hit home runs? Um, Tuesday's yeah. Spidey Bomb, I don't love the matchup, but it's a guy who throws a lot of fastballs. Corey Seager is absolutely in play. I don't really like the, the stack, but – He's one of the best one-off options on the slate. If I was going to one-off anybody else, it'd probably be like Smith as like a, a cheap play if he bats lead off at 2,900. Um, I mean, there is some opportunity costs. At third base, um, you know, there's this guy that we're going to talk about in the next game that's going to have a ton of ownership today. So, all right, Padres, Rockies, 10.5 total. Uh, Padres, a 165 favor. We got Musgrove against Chad Cool. Any interest here in Joe Musgrove? If I'm running 150, he would be in the pool. But other than that, he's not going to be a primary target for me. It's tough because I do love targeting right handed pitchers against uh, the Rockies. Um, and he does have a lot of really strong upside, but he's going to fall below um, guys. He's going to fall below uh, McClanahan, Javier, Severino, Otani, John Gray, all of those guys for me. But if I'm running 150, he would definitely still be in the pool because of the potential strikeout upside he has. Um, yeah. I mean, Clevenger's a good pitcher, and he struggled uh, against Colorado. I was shocked by some of the ownerships on Colorado on Tuesday. I don't think I go Musgrove today just because we have other ceiling options and this game's in cores. And I mean, he does throw a lot of sliders, too, and cutters, so I don't know if his pitches are going to do well in cores. I can I can easily say though on the other side of this game I have no interest in Chad Cool. Yeah, absolutely none. A lot of interest in the bats. The Padres are the top offense on the board. Yep. Um, yeah, I love. I mean, Chad Cool is low strikeout guy. Gives up a ton of power to both sides of the plate. I mean, yeah, for the third straight day. We're looking at the Padres, and, I mean, they're still not priced up outside of Machado. Yeah, like, hopefully, you never know. Maybe people are sick of playing them because they've somewhat disappointed. Monday, they did all right. Tuesday, they've uh, done very poorly. But uh, you never know. Wednesday's a new day. It's Coors. They're going to have the highest total. I doubt they're going to be under-owned. Uh, if you want to play them in tournaments, absolutely nothing wrong with that because they're in a great spot. Just make sure you're getting different either with your secondary stack or with your pitcher. Um, Rockies bats against Musgrove. Any interest in them? 150 maxing, MMEing. Yep, you always want to keep your core team in the pool, but uh, I don't. Uh, if I'm playing three entries or one, I don't think I'm going to be playing Colorado. We finish it out with Houston Adelaide taking on the Angels. Seven and a half total here. Angels, a 135 favorite. Javier against Otani. Any interest here in Christian Javier? Yeah, for tournaments, I definitely think he's in play. We've seen this guy just put up some massive, massive games lately. 
but we've also seen him struggle. So I think both sides of this game are somewhat interesting. This is a guy that either seems to either struggle or put up a massive ceiling game. So um, Christian Javier going against an angels team. That's one of the highest uh, lineups in the league and strikeout rates. I think we have to keep him in the pool for sure. He's definitely interesting for tournaments, but uh, there's downside to him as well. So uh, I think we got to look at both sides of this game. And Trout just left the game um, with a back injury. So, I mean, he really might just be able to pitch around Otani. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I I like Javier a lot in this spot. Um, and, I mean, I like Otani on the other side of this game, 9,100. They're without a couple of their big bats in this lineup. Otani is a guy with plenty of strikeout ability, even against this tough strikeout team. I just hope that he draws a better umpire than Noah Syndergaard did on Tuesday because whoever's up in the game, if he's not an extreme hitters umpire, um, I would be shocked. Let's see. What is he? He's a hitters umpire. So Noah Syndergaard did not hit his strikeout prop. I am very tilted. And yeah. What are your thoughts here on Otani? Yeah, I think he's definitely one of the top plays on the board. Where this is a bit of a watered down Houston lineup without Jordan Alvarez in there. Um, yeah, he's a great play. Maybe one he one of the better plays on the board, especially on DraftKings where he's nice and cheap. This slate is really shaping up for me to look like we got two clear top offenses on the board to me. It's the Yankees and the Padres, but we also have a just big group of really talented pitchers. Um, I talked about hoping John Gray wouldn't be chalky. You think he, he will be. I think you are probably right. But then I look at the name recognition of guys around him. Giolito, Otani, Severino are the four guys right above him. I kind of wonder if maybe he could get lost in the shuffle. So I think my plan, because I do see the Padres and the Yankees as the top options on the board is I'm going to play those two offenses. And then I'm going to look at Otani and I'm going to look at Javier and McClanahan and Severino and Giolito and John Gray, and maybe even these cheap guys like Blackburn and whichever one of those guys aren't being played. That's the pitcher I'm going to go with because they're all in great spots and Otani's near the top of the list. Yeah. Um, I do for for what it's worth. I do think that we're gonna see owners bunt gray. People have been pitching pitching guys against Oakland all year, and he has big strikeout stuff. So, um, I don't really have any interest in bats in this game. We really can't play. Um, we can't play Otani because he's pitching. Trout probably not gonna be in the lineup after leaving the game early. Um, on the Houston side, no Jordan Alvarez is. I mean, and I don't know if I necessarily want to play guys against. Otani, maybe Tucker or Bregman or Altuve, but yeah. Yeah, I'm with you there. I think Otani has a tendency to get wild every odd occasion. So if you're running a lot of lineups, you can keep uh, a couple Houston stacks in there, but definitely not a top team. And if there's no Trout and we can't play Otani, maybe Jared Walsh is a one-off, but that's the only piece of uh, the Angels I'd want. All right. Let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. We're going to use DK pricing and scoring under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you like today? John Gray. Shocking. Um, 
I'm going to go Winchowski against Tampa. Over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? Justin Steele. All right. I like that one. Um, I'm going to go Joe Musgrove in course. Over 4K to hit a home run, not in course. Who do you got? The early potential Spidey bomb. Who are we looking on at on this slate? Corey Seager. 5,100 on DraftKings is just simply too cheap. All right, I'm going back to the well here. Aaron Judge, not in the lineup on Tuesday, but love the Yankees today. Uh, give me a guy under 4K to get two hits, not in course. Eloy Jimenez. Yeah, he's cheap, isn't he? Um, I like that call a lot. I I hope this guy is in the lineup. Oh, hold on, I'm going to take some notes because I don't think he's going to be in the lineup. Um, man, there's so many guys from course. <laughs> Give me um, Smith from Texas. Hey, I was just looking at him. These Texas and the White Sox are going to, I think, my third and fourth favorite stacks of the day, even though I do like Blackburn. Uh, give me a stack to score six or more runs. Let's. I feel like we should just take out the Yankees as well. On sure. top, of course. Yeah. Uh, let's let's go. Uh, I'm going to take the White Sox then. All right, I like that. Um, yeah, I'm going to keep rolling with Texas. I picked them a lot this week, but I'm going to keep rolling with Texas. TJ, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, nope, that's about it. You can uh, find me on Twitter, TJ underscore Zwarich5, Z-W-A-R-Y-C-H. I'm running two different podcasts right now. My Agents of Fandom podcast, Ticket to Reality, Reality TV podcast. It was just on Food for Thoughts, talking some NFL with Luch and Will. Got uh, some Crunch Time, Agents of Fantasy, Grinders Live, and Expert Survey this week. So keep your eyes peeled to my Twitter and Roto Grinders. Got lots of content coming this week. There you go. That is going to wrap it up here for Wednesday. We'll be back on Thursday talking more baseball. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.